didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. And I'm Colin. And I'm Whitney. And this is Scoops Ahoy, a Stranger Things podcast where we go week by week, chapter by chapter, taking a look at every single episode of Stranger Things. We are now up to Stranger Things season four, and we are on chapter two, Vecna's Curse. And Colin is here with your summary. The second chapter of Stranger Things 4, titled Vecna's Curse, debuted on Netflix on May 27th, 2022. It was written and directed by the Duffer Brothers and has a runtime of 1 hour, 17 minutes, and 40 seconds. We begin back on the night of July 4th, 1985, at the end of Stranger Things 3, with a flashback of Joyce blowing up Hopper. Validating the worst-kept secret of all time, however, we learn that Hopper survived, but only barely. After being tortured, he gets shipped off to prison in Kamchatka. Fast forward to present day, which for our purposes is Saturday, March 22nd, 1986, and Max wakes up to the sound of police cars screeching into her trailer park. They're here to investigate the poor, mangled, and very dead body of Chrissy in Eddie's trailer across the street. Max catches a glimpse of the body, while new Hawkins Police Chief Calvin Powell calls for help. Mike's plane lands in Lenora Hills, California, and after three of the most awkward hugs you may ever see, Argyle and Jonathan drop L, Mike, and Will off at the Rinkomania. And oh yeah, Murray has just arrived in town too to meet with Joyce. Over at Family Video, Robin and Steve are bemoaning their love lives while at the same time the cops start looking for answers beginning with Chrissy's boyfriend, Jason, who realizes Eddie might be the killer. After having a little yell in the forest, he heads out to find the freak. As news of the murder spreads, Nancy and Fred head out to investigate and Max and Dustin realize the Mind Flayer may be back. Meanwhile, at the roller rink, Will calls out Elle for lying about being happy and having friends, and sure enough, Angela and her evil goons take Elle out to the floor and humiliate her in front of everyone, laughing at her, calling her names, and finally showering her with chocolate shake. Dustin and Max team up with Robin and Steve to try to find Eddie, tracking him to Reefer Rick's place, and Murray and Joyce call Enzo. They're told to bring 40 grand to Yuri in Alaska in order to get Hopper unstuck. Nancy and Fred have arrived at Forest Hills Trailer Park only for poor Freddy to have a horrifying hallucination as the cop asks them what they're doing. Turns out Fred was responsible for a hit and run last year that killed a kid. He snaps out of it and Nancy interviews Eddie's uncle who thinks Victor Creel might be to blame for the killing. Fred, meanwhile, has wandered off and hallucinates again, this time with a bunch of zombies yelling murderer at him. Jonathan mopes while hitting golf balls with Argyle and Lieutenant Colonel Sullivan lands in Indiana to get some answers. Back at the rink, Mike and Will continue to be the worst friends, both to each other and to Elle, and Elle finally emerges and whacks Angela in the head with a skate. At Reefer Ricks in Indiana, the kids find Eddie and proceed to fill him in on all the weird goings-on in and around Hawkins, just as they're realizing that the Mind Flayer is back in business and that his new buddy is Vecna, we see the poor, mangled, and very dead body of Fred. Vecna levitates as the demo bats fly. The end of chapter two. So before we do homework, we should probably sing happy birthday to Will because nobody else did. (laughs) I, this is so petty of me. So petty. But there were so many people that were adamant that Will's birthday was a significant plot point. (laughs) And they were like, gonna, they, that was the hill they were going to die on. Like, this is just what it meant. And the fact that they came out and were like, actually, we just forgot. Yeah. It. It thrilled my cold little heart. Yeah, I, I loved was it. Like... I was I was going to start the podcast saying that I am officially resigning my position and re- moving out to Los Angeles to be the Duffer's Brothers continuity supervisor. Like, I mean, it's just the fact that they that people were like harping on it being such a big deal. Yeah, and it's just like God, that's why he's so sad. It's like no, Ross no. and Matt just just forgot. Uh, I'll put a link up to the uh, the uh, the Variety article um, about it. It is or, it's, a, it's a good interview. There's a lot of other stuff. Or in there too, but. my article that I did. And we will also. On, we will on- also <laughs> I'm, we're, I'm also posting to your article about Fred later, so we will get to that. Um, and it was also Matthew Modine's real birthday uh, is March 22nd too. So that was yes. you know, that was kind of a neat little thing. So yes. So let's start with Joyce Hopper and Murray and get that over with. Um, okay. So they get the. Ransom note, Marie arrives in California. I love that he lands in, <laughs> in California. And apparently the only thing in his suitcase is this phone tracing 
right? Software, computer thing, whatever, which is great. That was it. And I was talking with you earlier about the ransom note and the P-E-T-T on the ransom note. And I'm like, what is that? And I knew I had already looked it up. It's so, rush. It's the time zone for, I can never say the, the Russian Kamchatka. Yes. I yeah. want to, I always want to call it Kamachka. Yeah. So they're basically were saying, cause it said open 12 day P-E-T-T, which is when you make a reservation at Enzo's call at 12 in the day P-E-T-T, which would be about five o'clock. I think the night before in California, California. right? Because I think it's 17 hours off or something like that. So, and then um, in Kamchatka, we get Jockin, uh, Tom Vlushiha from um, yeah. Game of Thrones, who I loved so much in Game of Thrones. We, we've yes. talked about this before. He's so uh, much more attractive in this than he was in Game of Thrones. Though. Yeah, he had a longer hair in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I wasn't so, a fan yeah. of the long hair. He, he, I would, saw one interview with him and he was saying it was nice to not have to wear a wig. So, so Oh yeah, <laughs> so I bet. Great. So then they call, they route the call through Durham, uh, which is obviously where the duffers are. I know. So so they did that. And then they, uh, they make the phone call and um, figure out that it was a guard and and then it will go from there. Um, We haven't done your homework. Oh, right. I'm just zipping right along here. You are. There's a lot to get through, but we haven't done your homework. Okay. Let's do homework. Screech. Homework. All right. Are you ready for your homework? Yes. You're late again. I had to get catch up homework. Okay. Number one. What's Joyce's address? Uh, oh, there was this was this was actually interesting. I, I don't remember the ex- exact number, but it was Lonzo Way mm-hmm. um, in Lenora Hills. So, so I was looking up Lonzo to see where that came from. And E.T., the actual house um, where E.T. was filmed, um, Elliot's house, was on Lonzo Street in, oh, fun. in California. So I'm thinking that might be where it came from. Otherwise, they just pulled Lonzo yeah. out of the air. But I think it was, I don't remember exactly what the, it was like 14... 4819 something 4819 Lonzo yep, way yeah. yeah so 7121 Lonzo Street is Elliot's real life house oh, yeah um, where they filmed ET oh, okay so, gotcha yeah, not not the fictional house so okay okay uh this one's easy what's the surfer boy pizza phone number oh I called it uh last week <laughs> um I don't remember what it is though um something something pizza I don't know 80 pizza the area code and i don't remember it's 805-45 pizza there we go yeah yes uh okay in the rinkomania what does the poster behind the dj say there's like you can't read all the words but oh, it was something weird it was like it was very weird that's no, why I caught no skating eye. take your skates off or no skating it said or something you're close it said walk and roll no skates allowed no skates allowed yeah and really? i was like well that doesn't make sense yeah <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I remember I looking at that, that and I'm like, that, that's, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And finally is, it's another address one. What is Reefer Rick's address? Uh, oh, he was on, uh, oh, because I thought this was, because it's Holland Road and I thought it might be mm-hmm. a nice little throwback to Barb. I don't know if it was or not, but yeah, 2121 Holland Road. Is that right? Yes, it is. And I looked it up and it there's it, it's in some place in South Carolina. But what's so funny is that Fans are so quick with like getting the information up for like their wikis and stuff that mm-hmm. if you Google it, the first thing that comes up is this is Reefer Rick's address. Yeah. It's like residence, Reefer Rick, <laughs> Eddie Munson, temporarily. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I remember it was Lipton, but yeah, I I I, I kind of looked at all of the the various Ricks when they were looking them up in the in the video store just to see yeah. if there were any kind of I know Rick Sanchez, and we'll, we can talk about that later. Rick Sanchez is Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. But I was just seeing just, you know, randomly if there were random words or something that would pop up that were yeah. hell. and Holland, obviously, because being Barb's last name kind of kind of stuck with me for that one. So interesting. All right. That's all I got to add for back to Russia. <laughs> yeah, I think we're well, I mean, we can talk about um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about Hopper and um, his <laughs> travails in Kamchatka mm-hmm. prison when we get to our um uh, movie references and stuff because there's some very clear things there but um so let's move on to lenora hills when mike lands wearing the weirdest outfit greeting l who also has the weirdest outfit i don't know what this, either of these oh, people are wearing 
why isn't anyone well mike i don't have an i don't have an excuse i don't know what his problem is just uh, he was trying to fit in i guess yeah i think he was trying to just be california with the yeah. sun visor and the sunglasses yeah, and on, the, like on the uh, little bitty chicken legs and yeah. flip-flops <laughs> but uh why isn't will or joyce or anyone i i keep complaining about this why is nobody helping 11 like style herself like there's no, no, no I mean, they know yeah. how to dress normal so why didn't they say hey you don't wear that plaid flannel underneath this like pattern dress sundress yeah whatever it is yeah yeah or or even mike why wasn't he like what are you wearing like yeah i don't know i I thought looking at it maybe the shirt was like one of hopper's old shirts or something but then i'm like he never wore anything other really than his chief outfit or the or the hawaiian shirt so i don't know what the look is i mean she's kind of dressing like joyce a little bit yeah i don't know yeah i don't know I loved Stranger Things. I think the Stranger Things Twitter account posted a Friends Don't Lie montage mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in response to this. I'll post a link to that too, because it's, it's a cute little editing thing that they did. But uh, here we have Elle lying about how happy everything is and how she's been to the rink before and how she has friends. And and I can't figure out why. Is she trying to impress him or is she just not wanting to worry about her or? Probably a little of both, you know, you know, making it seem like she's fitting in and stuff this dynamic it just kind of i felt like we'd gotten past this this season three like or what are we doing yeah you know yeah i mean i was i was re-watching it again and i was i just looked at holly i'm like man if i were noah and finn i would be kind of upset <laughs> at this season you know seeing everybody oh go yeah off. they got I mean, they I mean, got gypped everybody's like off doing all these great adventures and and you know steering the show and max has her own episode and it's you know when we get there we'll talk about that and yeah um, it is i mean it's they really got i mean they got pushed to the side this season so far and maybe they redeemed themselves maybe something happens in the last two episodes i mean they're they're pushed about, to the side but, but they're also just annoying i mean they're just i mean they're i mean all through the i knew thing, people like, were gonna be annoyed after I, I was like this, the Cali plot is what is going to irritate people the most because yeah, a lot I mean, of people through the whole bullying thing. I mean, they're just standing there looking at her. I mean, any, you know, rational human being would like run out onto the rink, yeah. and, like, grab their girlfriend and, you know, yeah. try to protect her and, you know, and or like your sister or like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, you know, what are you doing? What we'll you go doing? get the music. I'm going to get L let's get, yeah. out of here. you know, this kind of thing. I mean, this at least is... Mike tried to like, go get the music cut off. Yeah. You know, we'll just kind of stood there. Like, I don't yeah, know. I wrote, I wrote in my notes, Mike and will useless. Yeah. Well, and, then, and, then... and when Mike finally does something, he goes after the music. He doesn't even go after her. So I'm like, you know, just get your priorities. Yeah, and I don't know, just will is so whiny in this yeah. episode it gets yeah, on my nerves so bad he's yeah. so whiny like i just refer to him as third will in yeah. my notes like yeah. he's just i i don't i i know where they're going with this i know that like we've been grappling with his sexuality for a long time and it's clear that or i think it is it's clear that he's gay and he's in love with mike and but it's just i don't know i feel like they've kind of painted themselves into a corner with this storyline because you're either gonna make everyone mad who wants Mike and Eleven together if Mike reciprocates those feelings, or you're gonna make it like the people that want, you know, Will to be happy, which is a large portion of, I mean, it seems like a large portion of the fandom. Like they want that yeah. to happen. So it's like, but now it's like, where where can they go from here? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of painted into the corner, we have Will's painting pop up again too. So that's oh yes, the painting. So that's it's gonna good. it's I I think it's gonna make an appearance. I think we're gonna learn what it is in one of the final two episodes. Yeah, I imagine so. So I also thought it was strange, weird, whatever, that Mike was saying, you know, that she's been in trouble for a year. And then Will said it's been like a year, Mike, since we've talked, really, and it's only been six months. So that was kind of strange. Oh yeah. To me. <laughs> I'm like, it's it just not, left six months it, ago. It's, it's barely been half a year, guys. And you're both, you, they both said it's been a year. I'm like, why oh, is every, all the writers like, are bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really funny. So bullying scene in general, I think was the most traumatizing scene, you know, nonviolent, you know, Vecna Demogorgon scene For in Elf? the entire series. It was just, no, to me watching it, it's just, I hate it hated oh I've, wait I've, were there were there circling her or were, yeah or, the or whole thing it? like the whole oh the whole, i just kind of thought it was kind of like oh, god it just lame, i don't know like 
who does that like they literally just circled around on yeah, the it was just it was just so cruel and so i didn't yeah. even think it was i just thought it was dumb well it was dumb yes i mean yeah. it's, it's high school dumb but it was just it's really yeah, yeah, really yeah. tough to watch for me but anyway it um, wasn't as tough for me as the as the courtyard scene where she tried to use her powers that was worse to me oh yeah i could see that that was that was pretty bad i did love um the makeup job on angela when she gets clocked in the face how it she like kind of starts bleeding and then it gets all of a sudden but it was so good i thought it was so great it was but man that skate would have cracked her head in half oh yeah i I feel like it would have been way worse yeah she would have been knocked out yeah yeah good lord yeah that's like hard rubber metal i didn't feel bad for her at all i wanted to i I wanted to hit her again but no, I just, I remember the makeup was so good, how it, you know, kind of yeah, started it was and then cool. kind of bloomed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really well done. So, all right, let's get out of Lenora Hills and go back to our favorite town, Hawkins, Indiana. So Max wakes up with headaches and runs and gets her Tylenol. The cops, I love this. The cops come screaming in like a bat out of hell, like they're chasing <laughs> yeah. somebody, park their cars and wander to the front door. Yeah. Mosey on in. I'm like, <laughs> what, what are you doing, doing guys so powell is now the chief uh mm-hmm. which is cool uh callahan is still there biggest question for me coming out of this and it's just it's kind of a weird little thing who is frank powell calls frank from the kitchen and says i need you to come down here and put some eyes on this i got this crazy body that's dead here so i went back and looked and the only other times frank are mentioned in the entire series where Frank Sadler, who owns the quarry. So when Hopper is in the bar uh, back in season one and talking to the fake coroner and he says, yeah, Frank Sadler went down to the quarry. So that's Frank. Mm-hmm. And then the only other time is in episode six when Joyce and Hopper are going to see Terry. And there's that random scene when Hopper is by the side of the road in a phone booth mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and he says, and he takes down Terry's address and says, thanks, Frank. Uh, be sure to say someone... hi to the boys to me or something. So I have no idea who Frank is, but Hopper has called Frank for information. And now Chief Powell is calling Frank for information. And we have no idea who Frank is. What's above a chief at a police station? I would, in a town like that, it's chief. Oh. I mean, chief is as high as you go. I mean, in, in like big cities, you'll have a commissioner, like a police commissioner or, yeah. you know, but I mean, you'll and eventually, you know, answer to the mayor, but. I, I have no idea. And, you know, so then I went back and looked, was it the coroner? Cause the coroner, mm-hmm. you know, but it, the coroner was Gary back in season one. And I don't know, maybe they have a new coroner or something. I don't know, but the coroner would have been called make anyway. Sense. So yeah, yeah maybe weird. they just used Frank twice. I don't know. That is weird though. Um, so the phones were tapped, which brought us back to season one and the great tapped phones. Yeah. Um, I presume that was Sullivan who was listening because Sullivan lands shortly thereafter uh-huh. in, in his helicopter. So we get to family video where Robin and Steve are talking about their love lives yet again. Yeah. Robin is babbling incessantly. Did you, I, I, did you feel like there was a, I can't remember if we talked about this last week. Did you feel like there was a shift in Robin's character? Yeah, we did. We talked about it in the last episode because I just love, I mean, Robin's my favorite character. I love Robin to death, but she really kind of started getting kind of borderline annoying at parts in this season. You know, she's just like, rambling babbling and rambling and just and it's it's really out of character for her right you know i mean you think back to that the the scene in the in the bathroom where she comes out to steve and Uh you know she's very you know even keeled and she has her right and like think about like how when she first met steve and dustin i mean she was so just condescending and that's part of why i loved her you know yeah and she was like on fire and she went to yeah you know she went and got the plans and the blueprints and came back Mm -hmm. yeah so it's 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 kind of a little i I don't know if we're supposed to believe that it's just you know love is making her all fluttery or something i i don't don't know know. yeah i miss season three robin so did you ever see the last dragon in the 80s that was the poster that they're standing in front of for most of the talk oh it's just such a great movie (laughs) so i cheesy. probably did it's but where I uh, rhythm of the night came from debarge just such a, I'll, I'll put the trailer up for the movie the trailer alone is is just awesome <laughs> but i thought that was a nice little throwback to the to the 80s and i love steve's line um that he doesn't do double vhs <laughs> wait till 1999 buddy titanic's coming out or 98 i remember oh yeah when i was working at blockbuster having to put the double vhs's back on the shelves i'm like oh my lord oh Help not me. the double vhs <laughs> So then we go to Benny's. Oh, oh my Lord. They have destroyed Benny's. 
I know. And it's what, what are Pal and Callahan doing? I mean, I guess they're keeping yeah. up with all the murders in town. I guess so. Yeah. Don't have time to focus on the vandalism. I mean, I, I have a feeling Jason's right that they know dang well what is going on out at Benny's, but they just yeah. choose not to do anything about it. Poor Lucas is, is puking his guts out, uh, all hungover. Um, then we had Andy's little joke about maybe Chrissy didn't stand him up because she was murdered. But so then oh I gosh. went on on the uh, Stranger Things Reddit and there was like a whole, did you, I don't know if you saw this or not, but there's a whole series of comments of like jokes about Chrissy dying. You know, she she was all broken up over it. She got bent out of shape. Um, <laughs> she couldn't stand to look at him, you know. And then one guy wrote, these comments are jaw dropping. <laughs> and another guy said she was too busy getting clocked. You know, it was, it was a great little... Poor Chrissy. It was it was pretty funny. So Dust our Max goes to see Dustin. <laughs> Eddie might be just like Ted Bundy, which I thought was funny. But then they come to the realization that the mind flare might actually be back in play here. So mm-hmm. Jason, after getting interrogated by the cops, goes out into the woods and has his little scream <laughs> moment. Love that. I don't <laughs> like him. No idea. He gets on my nerves. And then the episode really gets going in my mind when Dustin and Max get to family video and set up their base of operations. Which, why did they need like three phones? They were like, three, that'll work. I think they were going to be calling around. So Max was going to call on one phone. Dustin was going to, you know, they were going to get, because Dustin yeah. was initially was looking up the phone numbers. Uh, okay. Um, so I think they were all going to call on different phones and see if I they thought he was like it. trying to hook up some sort of modem or something. Find, find Rick. And then, so yeah, they finally find uh, Reefer Rick and um, and head out to see him. So meanwhile, Nancy and Fred working on their school paper on a Saturday. Good for them. Also on spring break. Yeah, yeah. On a Saturday on spring break, they're all in the office. Why did nobody go out of town except for Mike? <laughs> uh, did you see the tweet from Stranger Things um, with the clip uh, when they're in the car and Fred says, you know. Something, uh, yeah, I retweeted it. Clearly, I'm not Jonathan. <laughs> They said Fred should try out for the Hawkins B-ball team. Yeah. The way he just dunked on Nancy. Yes. <laughs> that was good. I retweeted it. I was, um, I was like, I love Fred. And then that terrifying moment with the cop, with Glenn, which was just yeah. really super creepy. And see, I wasn't this is another thing too, with, with the hit and run accident. I think they kind of. I don't. I, are you sure it was a hit and run? I yeah. thought he just felt guilty. No, they, they said it was a hit and run. Yeah. Oh, I thought he just accidentally killed somebody and like. Like it wasn't like a secret. Everyone knew he did it and he just felt guilty. Yeah, no, it was a hit and run and he kept going and went home. Oh, and, Fred. Yeah, right. Um, so, but this, this is kind of my thing because last week we talked about Chrissy's bulimia and so mm-hmm. now we have Fred's hit and run and it's not really, you know, spelled out. I mean, it, no. it's, you know, it's kind of glossed over and, you know, kind of mentioned briefly. And if, I mean, if you went out of the room and got a glass of water real quick you know you would be confused like what's that whole thing yeah so that Mm -hmm. was that was kind of strange so then nancy goes to see uncle wayne and says she's from the hawkins tiger which was strange since she was from the weekly streak and the paper is the hawkins post so that was a little bit of weird but but also i don't put anything past them anymore i'm just like well it's probably just (laughs) probably just like a continuity here so I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go become their continuity supervisor. That's what I'm gonna do. Yep. Because I get. I get all the music right. I get all the movie references right. I'd remember dates. Mm-hmm. I'd be great for this. I do. I agree. I agree. They should have you calling. You guys need him on your team. I'll never <laughs> let you miss anything. I promise. So Victor Creel doing the math was 27 years ago in 1959, and now we're in 1986. So what other famous pop culture icon killed people every 27 years? Pennywise. Right. How cool yeah. is that? I, I, know. I know. After all we've been saying, I doubt it was an intentional. <laughs> I know. Reference. Like some of it is, though. Some of it very obviously is. Like they actually did an interview talking about the horror, the famous horror movie monsters that helped inspire this season right. and like who they were going to. I mean, they name drop Michael Myers. They name drop Freddy Krueger. Yeah. You know, 27 years is an obvious throwback to Pennywise. Yeah. So. I'm going to, I'm going to admit it took me three times watching this um, episode to understand who the people were in the woods that were shouting at Fred murderer. And I finally got that it was the mourners at the funeral for the kid that he killed in the accident. (laughs) Why did it take you that long? I have no idea. I just, (laughs) I think I was just kind of shocked at what I was watching. I'm like, who are these random people? 
you know, pointing at yeah. me. It was also where my favorite of the entire series, my favorite closed caption, when the girl pokes her finger out, yeah, the, the it- caption reads, flesh distending wetly. Ew. Isn't that a great closed caption? I, I hate was- it. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate all the wet squelching. Wetly. There's a lot of squelching. There's a lot. I Vecna makes a lot of gross sounds. I just thought like, that was. What just is such happening a- with your body, sir? Great. Control yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get to the boathouse, um, and the guys wind up at the boathouse. Um, and so while Dustin and Robin and Max and Lucas are all kind of, um, not Lucas, I said Lucas, didn't I? Yeah, you mean Steve. I meant Steve, are trying to tell Eddie what's going on. We also get the, the simultaneous goings on of, of Fred meeting Vecna and, and meeting his end. Um, I did like the poking with the oar. Well, and, it's foreshadowing. all of us watching this, like Steve always has to have something in his hands to swing at people. He does. And it's foreshadowing for later. Yeah. It's, just, it's, just, it's a bat, it's a lamp, it's a signpost, it's a There was a, there a tweet stick, a... that someone tweeted out and they were like, if there's one thing I know about Stranger Things, it's that they're going to give their characters the dumbest weapons possible. Yeah. And he had all the pictures of like, like yeah. the lamp, the trophy, the like all the stuff, the random stuff that they've held over the years. So you actually um, interviewed Fred. I did. You want to I did. Logan Riley Brenner. Yeah, I'll post a link to that. Yes, I loved him. He was the most delightful interview. I could talk to that kid four hours. And I I say kid, but I don't mean that in a like bad way. He's just like, I think he's like in college. So he's younger than me, kid. But he was just so fun to talk to. And he I loved that his story from he was a huge fan of the show before he got on the show and he originally auditioned for the role of Jonathan and he didn't get it. And he was just, he was sad and, you know, was bummed out obviously, but then he's like, it just sort of came full circle that it came back around and he auditioned and he got the part of Fred this time. And it was funny because when I interviewed him, one of my questions was like, who were you closest with on set? And he really couldn't tell me because it was before we had seen any of the episodes. And uh, he finally, like, we still email, like I'll still email him like, if something happens that I see men or whatever. And I was like, no, I know who you hung out with all the time. It was, it was Natalia. And yeah. he was like, yeah, I couldn't say because it would, I was afraid it would give something away that, you know, I, I never saw Robert England or I never, you know, he didn't, he wasn't in any scenes with Charlie Heaton or any of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really just, um, just her and the, and the newspaper. I mean, that's, that's really mm-hmm. all he saw. Right. Well, I guess he saw him at the, he was at the basketball game. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you probably saw him there, but yes, uh, he is, he actually owns his, he has a podcast and he has, I think he has his own production company. He's, he's doing things. Cool. He's doing things. We can link to his stuff. He actually yeah. said, when I talked to him, I was like, maybe one day you'll come on my podcast. And he's like, yes, one day when all the episodes are out. So maybe we'll get him on here. Cool. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else on the uh, episode itself before we move on? No, I don't think so. All right, let's get into our segment. So, uh, Colin moment this week is not roller skating. I'm surprised. I know, right? Oh, okay. wait, I bet I know what it is. I actually, no, you have no idea what it is. Okay. Um, so I went, we did actually go roller skating a couple of times, but it wasn't really that big a thing. I remember a couple of birthday parties at roller skates. My dad was a huge roller skating guy uh, back in the 50s when he was, you know, 50s. Oh, Yeah. Um, loved roller skating and actually got roller blades too when they came out so he, he loved it but yeah I never really got into it um, I always bemoan the fact now because I it looks super fun and we don't have any <laughs> roller rinks around here and I'd love to go oh do we it. do we have like one big one and it's the same one that we had as like at that we had as a kid like it was around back when I was little and the people that own it they have a giant roller skate car oh cool it's like a huge it's a car you can drive it but it looks like a giant roller skate yeah we had a rink here and i was i was and i actually went up to him and said do you guys do lessons and they're like yeah we'll get back to you and like three weeks later it closed oh my god (laughs) you were gonna take lessons i was i was gonna take lessons this was (laughs) this was like you know five six years ago but yeah i thought it would have been fun yeah Uh, no my colin moment this week is it happens twice in this episode once in uh, Benny's Burgers and once when Max is recollecting and it's banging on the TV to make oh. it work, which was a thing 
Oh that yeah. Was, that was how you make TVs work. So the guy in Benny's Burgers actually fiddles with the antennas a little bit to get it to work. And then like, just bang on it, dude. And he bangs on it and it works. And Max does the same thing when she's watching uh, the Courtney Cox show, uh, Misfits of Science, which we'll talk about in a bit. Mm -hmm. um, she bangs on the TV too. And it's not just a thing. It's not like pushing elevator buttons. It actually does work. <laughs> well, I difference. wonder why. Just like um, shakes the wires a little a bit? A lot of it, yeah. Because the, the antenna is hooked into the back of the TV with like screws. So if the screws are loose or if the connection's a little bit weird, you can kind of bang on it and, hmm. and things will kind of fall into place. So, so yeah, banging on TV was my column because I used to do it all the time and they were doing it and it happened twice in the episode. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's going to be banging on a TV. When you said it wasn't roller rink, I was like, oh, it's going to be the video store. Yeah. The video store was, I mean, I, I think I've done that before, right? Yeah, last that's season, true. Or two seasons ago. Yeah. So, or no, last season. So, yeah, but, and, and I also loved um, in the background of the roller rink, all the video games, they had a Zaxxon game, which was cool. I remember playing that all the time. So that was really neat. I remember that one. Okay. We're going to hold on to them as long as we got them. So let's play a little. Where in the world is. So we've already talked about Lonzo Way and E.T. and then also Holland Road. Forest Hills Trailer Park has appeared in this, well, Forest Hills has appeared in the series before. Where have we heard Forest Hills before in Stranger Things? Uh, was it in season two with Max? Did she no. say we live out past Forest It Hills? was season two. It was in season two, yes. Mm, that's not where Hopper, no, that's not where no. Hopper lives. Forest Hills park was where um, oh, nancy, nancy and, jonathan. and jonathan told uh, mrs holland to meet them yes. and it's where they got abducted by you know owens's people and taken off so so this is forest hills trailer park and it's uh, it's named after forest hills park which is a huge park in durham where i'm sure ross and matt spent many a childhood day so mm -hmm. the other one i will quiz you on is camp crossley which is on a poster in uh dustin's room when he's talking to max in the background over Max's shoulder is a blue poster and it says Camp Crossley. So Camp Crossley, is it a real thing? Is it not a real thing? And if it is real, where is it? I'm 90% sure I saw this as a discussion on Reddit somewhere. And I think it is real. It is real. But I don't remember where it is. I'm going to assume it's probably somewhere in North Carolina because that's where everything is. The other state. Georgia. No, the other state. South Carolina the other state indiana <laughs> there you go okay <laughs> yeah so it's a uh, it's a ymca camp in kind of north central indiana right up right up um kind of near the border of indiana so yeah it's a real ymca camp um up there i don't know i mean i assume it's been around for ages like every other ymca camp but um so that would fit because dustin would certainly have gone there if he got sick of going to camp nowhere so um tire peel outs we had a couple more in this uh episode the cops as i mentioned come screaming into eddie's place and then when max is reflecting on the night before and eddie runs away uh in his van he kind of peels out as he's driving off and then it's not really a peel out but i loved when argyle um pulls into the rink with jonathan and, and the gang in the back yes. this, this car just makes so many weird noises i know i know there's I like love brake squeaking there's you know, it's not really a peel out but it was a you know cars just you know, with the exception of when Steve pulled into Reefer Rick's place, which is a very quiet pull in, go down yeah. the driveway and stop. That's like the only time I think in the whole series that a car has acted normally and not made a weird sound. So, <laughs> all right, let's talk about some movie references. We should be at the mall or like watching a movie or something. Um, obviously, all the posters and all the uh, and accounts. I think we can skip the whole like every yeah on the accounts and stuff because I had a bunch of those right yeah, now. Man with a red red shoe and Beverly Hills Cop and weird science like Cheech and, and Chong all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. yeah, but we had talked about this just a little bit ago. But the screenshot and I thought I was going to be the only. I thought I was going crazy. I was like, am I the only person that notices this because like I am an avid Scream fan and I was that scene. I watched it several times. The scene where Nancy and Fred are walking out into front is it are they at the school and then it switches they're at the school and it switches to yeah the and then it's kind of the upside down shot when they're mm -hmm. reeling chrissy's bodies out and this and the music is very similar yes. to uh marco beltrami's uh, uh score for yeah. scream and i was like that has to be like a little like wink wink at you know like a tribute to like wes craven because they did so much with freddie krueger and stuff yeah 
um obviously carrie with the with the you know the bullying mm-hmm. and then i i uh remembered um it wasn't really a bullying moment but can't buy me love which is one of my favorite 80s movies when amanda peterson pours the chocolate milkshake on her date's car um, oh yeah the sleazy guy the he had the kind of the white convertible porsche so she mm-hmm. dumped the milkshake uh and then my bodyguard uh too obviously also had a uh pour a milkshake on the on the poor kid uh scene so i like the uh we didn't really actually talk about it earlier but the jonathan and argyle scene where they're whacking golf balls smoking their purple palm tree delight yeah i loved it first of all i love that one shot from the perspective of the 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 uh uh truck hood and and argyle hits a shot and it, and it lands mm-hmm. right in front of it, which i thought was cool uh but it reminded me of the animal house uh scene when they were hitting golf balls into the rotc oh. trainees so yes. kind of cool. And then I, we talked earlier when I was talking about Hopper that we talk about him again. So um, super heavy full metal jacket uh, vibes when he's getting his head shaved and then getting showered off and then Shawshank vibes. Why did they shave his head? Uh, for lice and, and bugs. So their, their heads are clean. Marines do it. I mean, all the, yeah, I knew that, but I was like, this is like a torture chamber. It's just, it's just for just to be healthy. I mean, there's nothing, you know, it's it's not a torture device or anything. It's just to just to keep them clean so they don't have to worry about lice and things like that. Okay, but actually, I want to talk about this for a second. I think we're going to go back to the plot for a second, but we have to address this. When the Russians take Hopper yes. from the mall, yes, I don't think they tra- they don't transport him straight to the prison. No. So where is he the first time? Right, and where are, are all the? Um, American forces that come swooping in with Owens's helicopter battalion too. Cause they all did a whole full sweep, right? You would think that they would have gone all the way down. And what do you mean? At the end of season three, when Owens comes in oh. with all the helicopters and all the army troops and yes. all the firefighters and all Another the other things. Like, yeah. Like how, how, what do you mean? Like he just jumped to a lower deck. Yeah. So he jumped to a lower deck, presumably while all this other stuff was going back up on the surface and then crawls up. Only to be smuggled out by Russians to where yes exactly like so yeah. is that the place where they're so that's why i was confused because if he's if he's the american that we hear not the american which i'm going to assume that he is they're housing the demogorgon in two separate places no the demogorgon isn't the the, the season three and was already at kamachka was at kamchatka or Kam- uh, yeah <laughs> kamchatka <laughs> what is kamachka is it like a tea Kombucha is the drink. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. So the Demogorgon is in Kamchatka. Because remember, they said, I think it said Kamchatka, Russia. You're right, it did. Or Kamchatka, Soviet Union, or Kamchatka, something or other, um, in, at the end of season three. So I think time obviously had passed. So now all this Hopper stuff before he gets sent to Kamchatka is, takes place before that closing credits scene. Okay. And so- now And now we catch up. Right, but it's just weird that they would hold him at this one place first and then transport him to the prison. Yeah, I think they were just trying to, well, my assumption is that they were trying to get the information about who Joyce was, about who Joyce was and who he was working for before they left the country and they could therefore, you know, get some answers, you know. And I guess Owens really dropped the ball. Yes. And then back to my last movie reference was Shawshank. Obviously, there was, you know, mm-hmm. when, when they were, when he was wandering through the prison. Um, yeah, yes. Sevy, um, Shawshank vibes. Okay. Any other movies on your end? No, because they were mostly just like, it, besides the screen one, they were just like ones that we listed that you yeah. saw. Okay. Little things. Wait, did, did you see something? Yeah. What, what, did, what did you see? Um, I do have one. I have the one where, if you notice, at the roller brink, Millie Bobby's Millie Bobby Brown's boyfriend got a little cameo and he is the guy who's playing the arm wrestling. Yeah. See that you should have quizzed me on because I, before we talked earlier today, I had no idea and I don't even recognize him. So I wouldn't have. Oh even... yeah. He looks just like his dad. Yeah. So Jake, um, bon Jovi, Jake bon Jovi, yeah. John so, bon Jovi's son. So speaking yeah. of, uh, speaking of relatives and or significant others, Maya Hawk's brother, Levon is the punk rocker mm-hmm. dude who walks into family video in the last scene at family video when when they're going through all the names and everything like that so yep. steve's talking and then behind him a punk rocker kind of comes in and that's maya hawk's brother levon um who presumably then got locked in <laughs> to the video store right because they all I go rushing out and steve locks the door robin locks the door so. and 
it, it was so funny because like when photos were leaking from the behind the scenes and all this stuff so many people were like nepotism he's gonna have a big role like people were so mad about right. it like and it's like he literally just walks in he is he doesn't even have shot. a line no. and he's, he's blurry he's not even in focus right people, are, people just want to be mad about something oh i know so let's talk quickly about uh courtney cox's show uh which was misfits of science it ran for one season only only had like 15 or 16 episodes the episode that is playing is episode 11 and i will i will submit a link on our socials so you can watch that entire episode should you choose to it's actually in a roundabout way related to stranger things because it's about you know younger people with powers like telekinetic powers and stuff like that so it's kind of a goofy comedy and it this episode actually aired in january of 86 it started in the fall of 85 and only ran uh, again for 15 episodes and was gone it aired on um friday nights at nine it was opposite dallas <laughs> and then um different strokes and Benson. never had so, a chance so never had a chance <laughs> <laughs> another little thing i had was i love when uh max runs in and it's one of these things that you kind of miss you know blink and you miss but she mentioned that she couldn't find lucas or nancy and mike was in california so dustin was like I at, know. Least, at least her third choice of somebody to find <laughs> and talk to about it which kind of <laughs> i did over, crack but, up at that uh, we were talking about, you know, continuity issues and things along those lines, but the Duffers or whoever, you know, wrote this part of the episode actually got the right uh, area code and country code for Kamchatka, Russia on the ransom note. So that was kind of cool. I actually looked oh. up and it was like plus seven, four or five. And that is yeah. plus seven is Russia and four or five is Kamchatka area code. So that was kind of cool. Um, also to add salt in the wound of, of Will, of them forgetting Will's birthday, the camera, the camcorder that they're filming 11 with in the bottom corner says March 22nd, 1986. And in parentheses, Will's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Why does nobody care? Nobody cares about Will's birthday. Everyone was like, maybe that's why he's having his birthday party at the roller rink. I was like, does Will look like a person that would have his birthday party at a roller rink? No. 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 And two other quick little things. One I thought was great is that I, um, we found out, and I know you know too, that Millie Bobby Brown actually taught a lot of the extras how to roller skate. So in a sense, she's teaching these people how to bully her. How to bully her. Yeah. Yeah. There's some cute shots of her and Elodie Grace Orkin, who uh, plays Angela behind the scenes. Yeah. It's just kind of neat to see those pictures and like having them get along and stuff. Oh, I I interviewed Elodie and she is, you would never in a million years like could picture her as a bully she's like the sweetest most oh like, i know yeah it's just mild so mannered funny. just like so polite like she even said it was kind of like it was fun in a way but it's hard yeah oh, i'm sure yeah and then the last one i had was when they were in the boathouse with uh eddie and dustin was saying you know robin from band and robin goes <laughs> like she's like like you know me from band <laughs> that's how i play my instrument Here, not stupid robin yeah <laughs> <laughs> just kind of a weird little thing. So, all right, let's talk about some music. All right. So we got one, two, three, four songs, all from the roller rink, uh, and then one extra one. So, first song is "You Spin Me Round" in parentheses, like a record by Dead or Alive. Came out in November of 1984, went to number 11 on the charts, and is most famous in my mind, aside from being an 80s song, uh, for being the opening number in The Wedding Singer, uh, the 1998 movie with Adam Sandler, which I thought was Same. Anybody who hasn't seen The Wedding Singer, go see it. It's great. It's one of Adam Sandler's few really, really good movies. Yeah. Second song, Rock Me Amadeus by Falco. went to number one in 1985 and is still the only song in German to reach number one in the United States. Went to number one, actually, on March 29th, 1986. So a week after this episode takes place, it went to number one. So very fitting, unanachronistic song. Next song is Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. Also at the Roller Rink, obviously, came out in fall of 1985, went to number 13 on the charts. It actually peaked at number 13 in March 1st of 1986. So again, very much in the timeline. So maybe they don't need me out there after all. And then the last song from the rink is uh, Wipeout by the Safaris. 
song obviously playing when they're bullying. Um, L came out in January of 1963, went to uh, number two on the charts, uh, has appeared on a gazillion things, including uh, Dirty Dancing, obviously the scene when she's on the bridge doing her little dance, uh, Toy Story 2, uh, Wonder Years. I mean, Wipeout's kind of been everywhere. So, And then the last song, which was really funny, <laughs> I've got to kick myself for being anachronistic myself, uh, was Psycho Killer by The Talking Heads. So this is a song that's playing when Jason's doing his whole kill the beast um, thing came out in December of 77 um, only went to number 92 on the charts, but it's, it's, it's a fairly popular song among talking heads fans came out right. Actually, coincidentally after all of the son of Sam killings. So it, it didn't, didn't do very well because of that. Yeah. Um, but when it started playing in, in the thing, I'm like, Ooh, Selena Gomez is bad liar. Colin. <laughs> because she took the baseline from Psycho Killer. Yes. <laughs> like, why is there a Selena go? Oh, right. This is <laughs> the original. Is super song. anachronistic. <laughs> like, that's like 20 years, 25 years <laughs> on anachronistic. So it was, it was just really funny. I'm like, oh, Selena Gomez, bad liar. Okay. So that does it for music. Before we get into our superlatives, I do want to mention we got an email from Amy in Sacramento. And we're hearkening back to season two, episode four, and she informs me, and more importantly, you, that she was in, uh, born in 1971, grew up in Sacramento, and they, in fact, did play TV tag. I knew it was going to be that as soon as you started saying that. Actually, you know, I think I need to go back, but I think Brian from Horror Movie Club podcast, I think he said that they played it too. Yes. TV tag. It just never made it down here to Kentucky, okay? (laughs) Okay, let's wrap this up with some superlatives. Ooh! We did get a a listener, viewer, whatever you want to call them, uh, write in too, so I will mention theirs when we do ours at the same time. So let's start with best line. What did you have? It was, I think it was Max that said it. It's either Max or Robin, I can't remember exactly, but they go, they're looking for Reefer Rick, and they said... Twelve Ricks already have accounts here. That's a lot of Ricks. Talking about there's twelve Ricks. That was good. Um, I had Max, and it wasn't really a a funny line or anything, but I love how she delivered. And I thought the impact of the line I thought was great when they were talking with Eddie, and Eddie says, "You're not going to believe me," and she just says, "Try us." Yeah. I thought that was just really great. And then um, our write-in uh, was from Ever, uh, who's a listener of ours and a great fan of the show. So thank you, Ever, for writing in. Her favorite line was from the same scene, actually, in the boathouse when Steve is poking the um, boat <laughs> with his paddle. Don't worry. Steve will get him with his oar. Uh, I know you think you're being funny. Okay, most spirited. Uh, obviously, the roller rink. Yeah, I said the roller rink. Ever yeah. said the roller rink. Like you um, could go with Angel's outfit, any of that. I like all of, all of the outfits. The guy in the I Love Context sports t shirt, I thought mm-hmm. was great. There was another, there was a girl later on that was like, like straight ballet outfit. She had like a leotard and then like a little ballet skirt. It wasn't a tutu, but like the little, yeah, I know like a little skirt. It was just, I just loved everything about the, the roller rink. And, and that was Evers too. She thought that was really good. Um, and then Jason, actually, who um, we mentioned last week, who emailed us about the anachronistic music, uh, wanted us to make sure we mentioned uh, Eddie's Dio jacket and all of his heavy metal pins and all that kind of stuff. I have a thought. I have a feeling that he's going to play a Dio song when he does his... You see it. The Helping pitch. Nancy, I presume it to get Nancy back. Is that like Nancy? I don't know. Maybe? I'm assuming it's he's I'm assuming he's distracting someone like he's distracting P, the Dimabats from maybe the other people that are in. That are no, that's a good thought, too. I just assumed he was playing like Nancy's favorite song to get her back. But I can't imagine. You know, that that's what Evie like, thought, too. And I was like, I don't think Eddie would know her favorite song. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, or would know how to play her favorite song. And it certainly yeah. wouldn't be a Dio heavy metal, you know. No, I think, I think definitely you know. he's distracting the demo bets. OK, Stranger Things ever had uh, Fred's um, untimely grisly demise. Uh, I actually did not go with that. I went with the coroner close up of Chrissy. It was when there, it was like uh, paralleling Jason's. Oh, when, when Sullivan was there and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't go with that either. I went with the scene with uh, Glenn, the cop, when he kind of melded into Vecna um, yeah. and we had the quick flashback to the, um, when, when they first got to the trailer park, that scene really freaked me out. 
so yeah, three different ones for Stranger Thing. That was pretty cool. MVP, I, I had a hard time with MVP. I did too. Ever, ever picked Eddie, you know, slash Joseph Quinn, however you want to do it, um, said that he was just great in this episode and, you know, always, you know, kind of speaks his mind and, and um, isn't afraid to, you know, be himself, which is great. But I, yeah, I had a, I had a hard time and I kind of came down to um, either Millie Bobby Brown or Elodie Grace Orkin. And I kind of went with Elodie Grace Orkin just because I hate her character so much. I almost picked her. I almost did. Um, I actually went with, which I know it's odd because we were just like kind of complaining about her, but I went with Robin because she was the <laughs> one that figured out how to find the Rick's address. And I was like, well, that's really smart. You know, or she, I don't know. I feel like Robin saves the day a lot. She does save the day quite a bit. So if we can just get her, you know, her and Vicky paired up, then we'll be all happy and yeah, you know, it'll be good. Maybe so. We could go back to being old Robin. So um, again, thank you ever for writing in. Jason, thank you for your additional email too. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you again. Mm-hmm. And I think that does it for this week. That does it. So I want to let everybody know if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at Scoops Hoy Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Next week, we will be back discussing chapter three, the monster and the superhero. If you want to email us, you can always find us at scoopsahoypod at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. You can email us your superlatives, little things, movie references. If you play TV tag and you need to tell me about it, email us because I'm not sure more than four people in the entire world have ever played this. And maybe you guys were all together playing TV tag. That's I don't true. know. Because I went to Sacramento quite a bit when I was growing <laughs> up in, in Southeastern Virginia. Yes. We would frequently take field trips to Sacramento. So anyways other than that so amy and i so so amy and i could play tv tag together you and amy are you you guys are in on it right Mm -hmm. you're in on this uh but we would love it if you would leave us a review on apple itunes because they rule all and if you leave your review then you get us in front of other potential listeners like yourself so always subscribe like we love it when you do all that I want to thank everybody for listening and I hope you tune in next time. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Stranger Things audio clips and official score are the property of Netflix. Incidental music by Blue Mount Score from Bixabay.